Hello and welcome back to the weekly review presented by the Macro Review. I am your weekly host, Parker Johnson, back with some more economic news for you. This has been a big week on the acquisition side of things with mergers and unfortunately with some companies shutting down as well. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Our first piece of news is that Drizzly, a alcohol and beverage kind of distribution service, has officially announced that they will be shutting down. They were founded in 2012, and the idea behind Drizzly was that there wasn't really an ability for you to order alcohol delivery. You know, there are so many different alcohol shops owned by independent providers, owned by large organizations, and so there was no real way for you to easily choose and get alcohol delivered. And so in 2012, they founded this company, and the great thing about it was that they didn't take a commission on sales. And so there was no need for a liquor license. This allowed them to pretty much immediately be in all 50 states. This allowed them to really easily integrate into communities. And, and how they did it is basically they just charged a you know fee for the users and the users being the you know retailers. So again, this this just kind of makes things so much more streamlined. You don't have to worry about, you know, any legal ramifications. It's just, hey, you pay to be on our service and we provide everything else. And they didn't really mark up the prices either, which made users really interested in it. It really just was an easy way to get alcohol delivered. And one of the great things about them was that they had a proprietary ID verification tech. And so this was really what set them apart from any competitors is they were able to verify that the purchaser was actually the person receiving the alcohol. Again, just getting rid of any kind of legal issues or, or anything along those lines. They raised about $28 million from 2012 to, I, I believe it was like 2018, 2019. And then Uber acquired them for $1.1 billion. So, you know, if you invested in them in those early days, you had an incredible, you know, return on investment, you know, a great startup that makes an actual, you know, technology product having their, their successful exit. Unfortunately, this past week, Uber announced that it was shutting down Drizzly. The question becomes, is this a case of Uber just no longer needing it? You know, they got the, the ID verification technology. They have the users. Most of the Drizzly users also have like an Uber Eats or an Uber account. So they already got the users. So was it just, we don't need it. Why are we having two separate services when we can just put everything Drizzly does on our site? Or is it a question of, you know, this is costing too much. There's a potential for liability. There was a data breach in 2020 where about 2.5 million users data was easily accessible and Drizzly had to pay out, you know, about $35 million on that. Again, you know, not a massive amount of money when you look at how much Uber brings in, when you look at, you know, kind of the amount of money they spent for Drizzly, but still something to be considering. I think it's a case of, you know, the Uber CEO has come out and they just recently had their first profitable you know, in the green kind of quarter. And I think this is a case of we have everything. We've been waiting and waiting for the technology to be integrated. We're ready to go. Let's cut, let's cut costs and, and just be done with it. Uh, sad day for, you know, the Drizzly team, but, it, you know, it was a great run. And hopefully we'll see some great stuff come out of Uber Eats as they continue to develop this technology.
there were some merger delays or merger stops that also came out this week. One of the bigger ones is Kroger and Albertson. We talked about this uh, a couple months ago, how Kroger had agreed to buy the Albertson brand for about $25 billion. Kroger has about 1,200 stores at Albertsons. They have a, a couple different store brands underneath them, and, and they have hundreds of stores as well. And so this was kind of a merging of two different markets. Um, you, you know, Kroger, Kroger having a little bit more of the East Coast and the Midwest, and Albertsons being more on the kind of West Coast. The state of Washington came out and actually sued to block the merger. What makes this interesting is that the, you know, kind of, federal government has been gearing up to sue to block this. And usually when that happens, you know, obviously the federal government has a little bit more resources than one state. And so usually you kind of do a joint attack where all the states that are interested in, in stopping this will join with the federal government and they all announce it on the same day and, and everything kind of goes smoothly like that. Washington kind of jumped the gun and went after them. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. The obvious accus accusations are just that these are two kind of not bargain, but, you know, general grocery stores that have a large area. And by combining, they're taking out the competition. Well, I'll be very interested to see kind of what happens with that, what uh, what is done about that case. But very interesting. And in another massive merger case, JetBlue's merger with Spirit was stopped. So a federal judge this time came out and stopped the merger over fears of hurting competition. If you haven't flown Spirit or you haven't flown JetBlue, um, you know, more power to you. Spirit is obviously known as more of a bargain airline. So you pay for bags, you pay for everything. The seats are smaller. The tickets, you know, range anywhere from, you know, 30 to a couple hundred, but they're usually on the smaller side. JetBlue is kind of the opposite. You know, they're known for every single one of their airplanes has TVs for every seat. You get complimentary drinks and snacks. The seats are bigger. And so when these two merged, it was kind of an interesting dichotomy where you have this more luxury commercial airline and a bargain commercial airline who was going to win out. Were they going to keep them separate? JetBlue basically announced, hey, we're going to turn Spirit into another JetBlue. You know, we're going to make the seats a little bit bigger. We're going to, you know, upgrade the technology and everything. And I think the fear of the judge was that by taking away that, all prices are going to go up because there is no bargain competitor that is going to be able to kind of lower the average cost. And so, you know, it was a $2.8 billion merger. It was obviously a big deal for Spirit. There was kind of a bidding war from all of the major airlines. And it, it was going to make JetBlue the fifth largest airline in, in the country. And so it was a really big deal for both parties. When it was announced that, you know, JetBlue's merger was indefinitely stopped. I mean, I'm sure they'll appeal it. But when it was announced it was stopped, Spirit's, you know, stock tanked. Because obviously the stockholders, the, the shareholders were very excited about this acquisition. And when it comes out, you know, what can Spirit do to recoup this momentum that they had? And so, again, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Spirit. Uh, JetBlue, I'm sure, will be fine. I don't think anyone was really hurt by that. But on the Spirit side of things, you know, that's a, a massive 
problem for them. It's something they're going to have to really consider. It'll be interesting to see if this does fully get stopped, you know, if they're not able to appeal it, do other airlines come in and try and get Spirit for a little bit of a discount? You know, that there was this bidding war, so the, the number kept going up. Um, you know, does does an American Airlines or maybe a Southwest come in and try and, you know, take over Spirit in that way? Our final story of the day is a more positive one. Um, and that is that we have our first really massive acquisition of the year. And it's a big one for sure. So Synopsys has acquired Anisys for $35 billion. And if I am butchering those names, I am sorry. But, um, you know, it's not technology that I think most people know about. Synopsys is known for kind of their electronic design automation tools and hardware intellectual property development. And what that basically is meaning is they are making these design tools that help automate businesses. They help automate, you know, production lines and everything like that. And they're also working on that kind of hardware intellectual property development. And that is creating new technologies, really just having a think tank company to create the new technologies to streamline things. And they have bought Anisys, which does electronics design analysis. So basically, they're just bringing in-house something they would used to have to outsource. So, you know, they, they design these tools and it's great in theory, but you have to have a company and a technology to be able to go through the simulations and, and see, okay, if this is used 10,000 times a day, is it going to be able to handle the stress? If this technology is used with 50 different products, is the technology able to differentiate them? Stuff like that. And, and they also have simulation tools as well on the hardware side of things to make sure that the tech, the you know technology and the pieces they're making are actually working. This is a massive deal for Synopsys. They're expecting their total addressable market to about one and a half X. So they're expecting a massive increase in that. They're expecting that their kind of cost will go down about $400 million in the first year alone. So, you know, on the on the one side, it's them being able to cut out a lot of cost because it's in-house. And on the other side, they're expecting to be able to reach such a larger population, which will obviously kind of help them down the line. So this one, as far as I know, is not uh, no one's worried about, you know, competitive uh, problems or, or anything along those lines. So I think this one will be good um, and, and a great day for, you know, both teams as, you know, I think this will help make uh, hopefully automation technology better and faster in, in the future. Those are the stories we have for you today. Obviously, you know, a sad one for Drizzly and sad for Kroger and JetBlue as well. Uh, and a, a good sign with Synopsys having this acquisition. There is still some white powder out there. There is still some, you know, ability to, to make these massive acquisitions and mergers. And hopefully we will continue to see that increase as we go throughout the year. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, please feel free to reach out to us. The emails, Instagram, and of course, website are all in the show notes and we would love to hear from you. Until next time, um, it was great telling you all about these stories and I will talk to you guys soon.